Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our message is the lesson read earlier, the account from St. Mark about the institution of the Lord's Supper. Have you ever noticed we do a lot of complaining? A lot of complaining about rules. And that's partly because there's a lot of rules in life, are there not? There's rules at home, at work, there are rules in society, there are rules seemingly everywhere. And in some ways, we don't like rules. We don't like rules because they limit us. They tell us what we do. We like to be in charge of what we do. We we like to dictate what happens. And yet, even while we may not like rules at times, we also know rules are good, right? We may not like all the rules, but we hate anarchy and chaos. We understand that, that rules and laws are there to provide for us order and protection. And so throughout this Lenten season, we've been looking at rules, God's rules, the Ten Commandments. Well, tonight we look at another one of God's rules, the Third Commandment. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And it's this rule, or this law, that's laid out by God that helps us remember that the laws of God, the rules of God, are for our benefit. The Third Commandment is almost the perfect example of this. It's a commandment that we needed. It's a commandment that offers us rest, the rest that we need. And so that's what we're going to look at as we look at Jesus instituting the Lord's Supper. And with that, we begin thinking about our need for rest. Are you busy? Are you very busy? Ever feel kind of overwhelmed? Need a little bit of rest from time to time? Well, God's commandment is a command to rest. To rest on the Sabbath. The Sabbath day was instituted itself as a day of rest. We see it in creation. God creates for six days and then on the seventh day he rests. And having set that example, that's what he commands for his people. To work for six days but then to rest on the seventh. The seventh was a day of rest. But it's important that we understand what kind of rest he's talking about. He's not talking about the lazy boy on Sunday afternoon. He's talking about resting in his word. That's where we find rest. And we lose sight of that. We lose sight of the purpose of this commandment. We lose sight of of what it really means. Because people get caught up on, on the Sabbath being a certain day. Saturday in the Old Testament. Maybe Sunday in the New Testament. They get worried about are we doing it on the bright and proper day. But that's not the important aspect of this command. This commandment is about resting in God's word, hearing and honoring and respecting the word of God. And that's what our Lord commands and even invites you tonight to find rest in his word, to find rest in that announcement that I just made to you, that you are forgiven, that all your sins are taken away, that you belong to the Lord. The Lord wants you to come to his table and rest in the wonderful news as he says, take and eat, take and drink for the forgiveness of your sins. Go back to the pew knowing the rest that you have, that all your guilt and all your shame has been removed. You have rest in Christ. And again, we need that rest. We certainly saw that the disciples needed that rest. Mark tells us that on this evening, this Monday, Thursday, that that the disciples were sorrowful. They were overwhelmed. And you can understand why. Jesus has just announced to them that one of them is going to betray him. And isn't it interesting? They go around the table and say, is it I? Is it I? Where does that come from? 
It comes from the fact that they know that they have let, left their Lord down before. They're pretty sure they're going to let him down again. And it's that guilty conscience within each of them that, that says, is it I? Is it I? Had it really come to this point of betraying one of those who, who eats with Jesus, one of those who's in that intimate circle is now going to betray him? They were all troubled. They needed rest. And we need rest. The need for rest is easy to establish. But the logical next question is, do you find rest? Do you take your rest? Those of you who are here tonight obviously have an understanding of the rest that is offered. It's a Thursday night in April. You could be lots of other places doing lots of other things, but you're here. And i got to believe it's more than just following God's command. It's because you know what is offered here. You're taking the Lord's command. You're taking his word seriously. It's important to you. But even knowing that, it's still a legitimate question. Are you finding rest? Because it isn't as easy as we might think. Because there are forces that, that don't want you to rest. The devil, the world, and the sinful nature tries to rob you of the rest that the Lord offers you tonight. The Lord wants you to rest in his forgiveness and have your guilt and your shame removed. But the devil, the world, and a sinful nature want to continue to remind you of your sin. To bring up to you where you have failed. How many times have you received God's forgiveness, but yet in the back of your mind you remember all the things that you've done wrong? The mind wants to cling to those and grip those. Even after you've heard the words of absolution, even after you're coming back from the, the communion rail, the devil, the world, and your sinful nature want to whisper in your ear that you are not worthy of his forgiveness. That you're going to sin again anyway. You don't deserve it, and it's not really there for you. They want to burden your conscience again with guilt and shame. We want to you to cling to that guilt. But that's why I find it's interesting the way that Mark describes the institution of the Lord's Supper tonight. It's really kind of in the middle of the events, right? Because Jesus has told them that one of them is going to betray them. He knows full well what these disciples are going to do in letting him down. But then in the middle of it, he institutes this. He offers his body and blood to them for the forgiveness of sins. But then he speaks about the future. He does speak about the eternal future. He says, speaks about drinking again from the vine at the kingdom of God. But he's also talking the immediate future. They go out to the garden, and what does Jesus say? You're all going to scatter. You're all going to let me down. And Peter tries to object and say, no, I would never let you down. And Jesus says to him, you're going to deny me. He knows this, and yet he still institutes it. It's actually better to think of it this way. Because he knows it, he institutes this. He wants the disciples to know that they belong to him. That they find forgiveness in him. He also tells them that they will one against again see him in Galilee. It's a promise really of the resurrection. That, that, that this would not be the end. He wants them to know that and when they go through their sin, when they fail that they have a place of rest for their guilt and their shame. 
They don't have to wonder about their place before God. They don't have to wonder if they've broken their relationship. God has invited them back. And isn't that what the Lord has done for you in this meal? Even as we come forward today, we, we know that we have a sinful nature. We know that we will still sin. But the Lord wants you to know that you never have to wonder about your place before Him. He loves you. He died for you. He rose for you. He called you by name. He made you His own in baptism. You are His. And every time you come to the table, it's a reminder of your place at His table, a place in His kingdom. You are forgiven. You don't have to worry that you've done something to jeopardize your place. You're always welcome back. God has brought you into this kingdom to keep you there. That's the idea of a weekly Sabbath, of a weekly rest, the weekly reminder of who you are as a child of God, a weekly reminder of who you belong to, a Lord that loves you, a weekly reminder that enables you to set aside the doubts of his love and his care for you, and a weekly opportunity to be refreshed, to be strengthened, to go forward knowing your place with God. Even as you toil away in the sinful world, you belong to him. Again, we may not always like all the rules we live under. We also know that the rules are good, especially the rules of our Lord. If you think about it, he's the one who's created us. He's the one who redeems us. Isn't he the one who knows us best of all? Isn't he know what, what we need? Wouldn't he design his rules, his commands to benefit us? And they do. Ultimately, they point to a life and salvation. And tonight we are reminded, especially with the third commandment, they point to rest. Rest now and rest eternally. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guide our hearts and mind to true faith, to life everlasting. Amen.